Welcome everyone to another episode of Hunter Podcast. My name is Reza V. I'm joined by Tai Schefter. Today we're going to talk about leadership, episode number 40. Uh, we're going to talk about what is a good leader? Are we born with? Do we acquire that? We're going to talk about leading a core team and laying foundation. And then we're going to wrap it up with how can we improve on that? Do you yeah. want to start off? What is yeah. a good leader? I think, uh, first of all, the question when, when I'm thinking about leadership, is it something you can teach? Is it something you can acquire? Is it something you are born with? Uh, what is your initial instinct? So I think, I think it depends on what you define a good leader um, in terms of, I always think about it, some of it is definitely what you're born with. There are, it's hard to say, ignore DNA, ignore you know, genetics, ignore all of personality-wise and characters and say we can teach anybody to become a leader. I don't think that's, that's a true statement. Uh, but then again, there are stuff that you learn and those things that you can learn, um, it's like learning a new language when you're speaking it as a four-year-old is way different than learning it as a 20-year-old. So I think um, if you are grown in a leadership environment in a family or whatnot, you, you learn faster you learn better that's yeah i think it's like 80 percent born okay Uh, i think you know you are either born with it and you either you are not Mm -hmm. Uh, and if you are born with it the learning part is the other 20 percent and if you are not born with it you might be even a good leader but i think uh, you know the the leaders that we all look up to uh, and idolize those are born leaders and uh, they also learned a lot and, and yeah. perfected their leadership skills. And, and usually that 20% makes, makes a huge difference, whether you're from, from the lower tier leader all the way to higher, that 20% is all that matters. But what, what you're talking about in terms of being, it's something you're born with, um, it, it comes down to self-awareness. Like if you are self-aware that you can lead a big team or you can be a good leader or you may be functioning a lot better within another team that has a different yeah, leader. And I think, you know what, each of us, at least people yes. listening to yes. the podcast, I assume you're over 18 years old. Yeah. Uh, so think about the time where there was a group assignment in your class in a high school, in yeah. college. Yeah. What role did you take? Did you... Yeah. I mean, led the team to some extent, partially, maybe yeah. you were one of those people who just, uh, you know, tell me what to do. And, uh, and, and I'll make uh, a comment on that, because every time I, I have something like that asked to me, uh, my thinking goes whether I was telling people what to do. That's not the case. If not, you're, necessarily not necessarily just that. If you're a good leader, you will recognize who is good at what and you're going to put a functioning team together and motivate and, and bring the project to success. Not necessarily, hey, do this and, and be a yeah, boss. Absolutely. Being bossy is not, not a leadership quality. Yeah, but I'm thinking, you know, each, each and every one uh, could at least, you know, look at... Their, the past, their history yeah. and then find out where what role they have played if they are not yeah. consciously have, have done those before uh, and then try to figure out maybe where they are on the scale yeah yeah um i think it's something and, and even those who, who were like leaders 
uh, obviously, as we said, it's all right that you were a leader in, in high school of, you know, a, a class board. That doesn't mean anything. Don't yeah. think that you are now like a big shot leader or something. There is a lot of learning to do yeah. uh, and also a hands-on experience yeah. and examples uh, that you can use in your work life, in your own company, in other companies and yeah. whatnot. So I think a definition of leadership is, is always broad and you can build on it as, as you go forward, especially when you experience more stuff. But I'm going to share mine and maybe you can share, share yours. In, in my opinion, a good leader is someone who can bring the best out of people. So they can uh, motivate them, they can train them, they can build a team and environment that everybody's productive, everybody enjoys working with that person, and there is a shared common goal or common vision in there, and, and it, it's someone that cultivates that, that goal. For example, uh, something that you guys might um, understand better or, or have a, relate to it, let's say Elon Musk. He has a vision, he communicates it, he, he, he rallies a team around that vision, and, and everybody gets motivated based on the goals that team yeah. are having. Uh, so those are the qualities that, that I think as a, as a strong leader, not necessarily someone that just gets it. There are a lot of manage, managerial um, skills or managerial characteristics that are often mistaken by leadership. Yeah, leadership is also with some inspiration to it. And uh, I think Elon Musk is a great example yeah. of someone who is probably most of his day is, is more yeah. of a high level yeah. leadership decision yeah. than anything. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's a great example really. Yeah. And uh, yeah. uh, I think he's probably one of the brightest leaders exactly. these days. Yeah. Exactly, and, he, and he, he's having, like, think about it. He couldn't, um, he couldn't hire rocket engineers from NASA because they didn't want to leave NASA. He's the type of person rolls up his sleeves, get in there, let's try it out, we can do this. This is inspiring to everybody else yeah. that works with him. So down the road, it comes to a point where, I always think about, uh, there's an interview Steve Jobs has, and they were talking about how the team had way better offers to leave Apple at the, at the worst time, like 1990 something. And the team had uh, offers for three times, four times the salary, and they didn't leave. And it got to a point that Steve Jobs was like, I've got a, I, I, this is mind boggling to me. Like, why are you not, you guys are not leaving? And the team said, we are bleeding the, the six colors or whatever the colors, rainbow colors of Apple. Um, meaning that they, they enjoyed that team so much and what it stood for that they didn't want to leave. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's I think, another bright example of what a leadership can do. Yeah, and this is on a very high level, but let's take it down to, you know, take a startup level and maybe a small yes. business level. And the reality is, is that you have a lot of things to do and the leadership role can get sort of, you know, uh, forgotten sometimes yes. or neglected or, uh, you know, you, you get uh, the day-to-day -day task roll over you and, uh, and not paying so much attention to that. So uh, what are your experiences? So let's take it back to startup level in terms of um, Itai and I have quite a bit of experience with, you know, going from a one-man show, wearing multiple hats to then let's extend it to a core team. And, and that core team always comes up in startup conversations that it's about team, 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 team. It comes down to can you lead a team that lays the foundation for the culture you're building and, and everything you're moving forward. 
the experience I'm having is on OVU from last year to now, we, at some point, I had to let go of doing everything myself and be a perfectionist and start delegating and, and, and building a team that can be self, um, self-motivated, automatic, so I don't have to you know, watch on their work. Um, that, I think, takes a lot of passion, empathy. Um, you can't just put people into a training boot camp and then expect stuff. You have to lead by example. You have to roll your sleeves and do a lot of things yourself beside them. Um, so you have to absolutely put yourself in their shoes as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and for you, a lot of the things that you take for granted, yeah. uh, and it's also your business, let's mm-hmm. not forget it in, in this mm-hmm. example, uh, for them might not be. Exactly. Uh, so as you said, a little more empathy, a little more explaining absolutely. to absolutely. do sometimes, uh, and maybe even sharing of where we are yes. in the process uh, and uh, where we are as a company to give you know that part of you're a part of the process, yeah. this is something raw, yeah. it's relatively small, we are growing, mm-hmm. we are making achievements, you are part of this. Uh, I think this is the best reflection of yes. leadership in the earliest stages and, and the small team that's, let's say, 10 people or less. Yeah. Um, I, I learned early on that, number one, you, you are the owner of the business, you are the one who is building a business, you can't expect your team to work as hard as you are working. That's just, that is impossible. You, it's a wrong expectation. And I like how Gary Vee says, you as the business owner are working for them, not them working for you. So then you have to put yourself into their shoes. What I think are, what Gary is mentioning in this yeah. is already talking about a relatively big company. But even a small company, I feel like, you know how I feel now after having few months of building a, a small team, I feel responsible for for their future, the stability of their income, the stability of their growth, and and the type of vision I laid out. Let's say I'm training someone and I tell them these are the next possible stages that you can actually grow into, this company can grow. Then when I go home, I feel responsible to bring that to reality. This is on my shoulders, otherwise, everybody's going to be affected. So I feel like I'm working for them to bring that out. And, and the other thing as a leader you've got to understand is you're trying to make a better life for, for your team and you have to be happy for them if they find another opportunity that let's say they, they learn something from your team and, and they grow and then they, they want to they wanna flourish. They want to go somewhere else to to take it, but you have to be happy for them. You're not gonna prison them in your in your company. Uh, yeah, I mean, in the end, you don't have control over it, so you yeah. might as well uh, take it the right way. And it's always yeah. good to keep a good relationship, yeah. uh, even though that's not always yeah. the case. But at least you know if you are coming yeah. from a good place, at yeah, least you exactly. can sleep easily exactly. and know that your heart is exactly. in the right place. Exactly. And, and the and the other thing I would add is. Once you nailed that down in your mind, and I'm sure it's, it's evolving how, how things go forward, communicating it is the next step and next big challenge, that communicating where you're standing, where your company is standing, the instability of the company, and, and what are the next plans, how it's going to affect the, the team players in, in that, and communicating that on an on a ongoing basis so you, you keep setting expectation in the right place, you keep giving them motivation, 
speaking of motivation, I think uh, it's it's important for me to put this in bracket. Motivation alone, I don't find that as as powerful. There needs to be something like I find something from behind pushing me. A, a, a thought that you know, if I don't do my job, what's going to happen? And something pulling me, if I do my job, what could happen? Those two work hand in hand. And as a leader, how can you balance that with your team? Yeah, but as you mentioned, motivation is is not enough on its own. It needs to be connected with something. Yes. This is why sharing the entire process yes. with the core team in the yes. beginning stages is important exactly. because it also motivates exactly. them, and they see the the picture, the full the fuller picture at least, and feel a part of the, the business and not just you are motivating exactly. them for the sake of trying to motivate exactly. them. It uh, exactly. probably won't work just exactly. that. Do you want to share some stories? I want to, I, I would love to after it, I share it as much as I can about my relationship with Nick because it, it kind of shares um, some of that in, in reality. Yeah, as, as uh, we kind of already mentioned, I think you can also measure the leadership mm -hmm. in, in the output of your team yes. uh, and seeing if they are going the extra mile, if it's developers, if it's uh, creative people, yeah. if it's even, yeah. uh, even sometimes, uh, you know, freelancers and suppliers that want to potentially uh, pursue a, a longer uh, mm -hmm. work relationship mm -hmm. with you. And uh, it's always good as a leader to, to let them know that, uh, you know, whatever it is that we are doing right now, mm -hmm. whether you mm -hmm. are employed or mm -hmm. the, if there is a good result mm -hmm. and there is room to grow, give them something that could yes. motivate them yes. long term. I think it's very important in the earlier stages to find those key people yeah. who first deliver in the end yeah. of the day, uh, but second could be a part of the long term. Uh, um, you know, and I would route. argue it's not about money. A lot of people, the first thing they come to my, their mind is I'm paying them, they should work and, and it's about money. And then I pay them more and they should be in, incentivized and like to work more. It's not always about money. It's about how you treat them. It's about how they're job is do you listen to them like it's it's so much more than just transactional i pay you work yeah. that type of relationship cool. before we move on do you want to share another uh, story so story wise recently i um i i hired three different individual one of them is sitting behind the computer <laughs> he's not in front of camera but i i i hired three different individuals to take over uh, some important roles in ovu and the, the idea was these three individuals build a internal team that I could then w focus on on more higher level decisions. I could have day one, uh, honestly, Yuitai told me that, hey, you can ask them to do more than just a simple task. I decide, I went with the route of spending two and a half months hands on, like, like literally I was patience and dragging every like I had Nick sitting beside me saying I'm ready to do more and I was like you know what let's drag it a little let's take it slow like I wanted to really build that environmental factor of hey let's work together we we we, ha we get a hang of what we're doing uh, and then these three individuals now finally they're really working together like I feel I feel like I can trust the team uh, they are having a, they're more comfortable they're, they're more uh, understanding of what the work is honestly last not last week, earlier this week was the first time I could leave the office early like 
dentist, car wash, errands. I've never done that for the, the past three months until this past week. I was like, finally, I feel comfortable enough that I can leave the office and do other stuff. And I know Nick and two other guys that the, he's working with, they're gonna come through. Um, so, so I love and I enjoy that part uh, in terms of how they, they start that whole engine started. And then I was telling Nick the other day, I had an emotional breakdown, kind of, halfway. I have a person uh, taking care of support across the world. And I'm on Zoom calls with her, and I'm trying to uh, be a leader, but on virtual world, which is really hard. I have a lot, it's a lot easier with Nick here because we go for a walk. I ask him, Nick, do you like your job? Do you like what you're doing? Do you want it? Do you see yourself doing this for long term? And I, I get a sense of you know where he's at and, and what he wants from his life so I can align his motivation and Ovu's motivation together, whereas virtually is really difficult and I have to read between the lines and, and it's biases, right? So uh, I was about to criticize her on some work and then as I was reading the emails and her replies to customers, I was like, she's really trying to do a good job. I shouldn't criticize her. And I was having an emotional breakdown that, hey, I want to not overdo this and I, I want to make sure I'm doing it right. So that was, that was quite a challenge. Um, but last time I was on the Zoom call, um, she was really motivated. She was like, your patience with me. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do uh, a great job here. Sounds like you should fire her. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't watch this. I, I, this is, uh, um, but but uh, it's it's challenging at times because I've also seen my friends, some of them, not gonna name, but I've seen them become a boss very quickly, and and then they don't think about this is a long term investment in their company. They quickly say, I'm paying this person. Why is the, why aren't they not doing a good job? I'll just fire and and get the new person. So when I've seen that, I'm like, I, I want to be better than that. I want to be someone who, you know, the person wants to work for. for, for In the, the end of the day, you want the motivated employees. You want them, yeah. even if they make mistakes, that's yeah. okay. If their heart is in the right yeah. place and you can, you know, teach them how yeah. to avoid this mistake next time, hmm. then you have a dedicated employee that actually appreciate exactly. your feedback exactly. and, and grows with the company and improve with the company. And that's also a big part of uh, leadership. And I'm going to end it with, uh, I've had people who take this the wrong way. They think, what I'm talking about leadership is a place that everybody's happy, everybody does a little bit of work. No, 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 that's not the case. The person probably is gonna work much harder than any other place, probably gonna put a lot more effort. But the idea is when it all goes towards a goal, when that rocket goes successfully lands and Elon's team say, finally we did it, they work their ass off. They work, you know, long hours, long days. But it's a shared goal. Everybody feels belonged in that in that environment, um, and that is what what's, what what it is about. So, if in the future comes a day that that person wants to leave that team, I want that person to to be in a way better place. Not just on a resume that they can write something. They learn something fundamental. They they enjoy their work. They know. They become a better person and then they leave to a new place. That's 
That's a hopefully goal. Hopefully they don't want to live. Yeah, hopefully they don't want to live. But there is a reason why everybody wants to hire engineers from Tesla or, or Apple when Steve Jobs was around because it becomes this known university or, or academy that the person goes and, and they know that if they hire from that team, that has certain value. That person has certain value. On those uh, company scale, absolutely. Even small, smaller startups, I would say um, smaller scale, I guess. Yeah. Let's talk about how to improve. Okay. Um, I don't know about that because I have a challenge on that too. You yeah, tell me what I, you I think. I think first of all is, is uh, as you said, but it's also experiencing some of these, uh, yeah. you know, instances and, and, and actually hands-on experiencing them, dealing with them. Uh, because in theory, it's all nice and sounds like yeah. Uh, yeah. fluffy, but you know, yeah. in the end of the day, you're going to learn from doing it and experiencing with it and trying those things for your first time whenever you can. Even if you are not like the, the startup founder and, yeah. and you might be uh, you know, in charge of a team inside an, yeah. of an organization or something, you can also try to have that approach and see how that's working from you mm-hmm. uh, instead of, as you said, just managing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, so experience is obviously the number mm. one mm. Uh, factor. And uh, I think it goes back to a subject we talk about, which yeah. is uh, soft skills. Yeah. Uh, I think it's strongly tied yeah. with the soft skills, how to yes. talk, how yes. to say, how yes. to... Uh, you know, motivate people in the end of the day and not just uh, bullshit motivation, yes. but as you said, like meaningful motivation and mm. inclusive mm-hmm. motivation. Um, obviously, the second part is is reading a lot or, um, you know, trying to expand your ideas and yes. horizons. There are, um, as, as we mentioned yes. before the, the episode, I'm like, I'm not a reader, but yeah. I will do audio books or watch some YouTube uh, uh, pieces that are interesting on yeah. the subject of uh, maybe not even leadership, maybe yeah. things that are tied to leadership yeah. in, in the context of, uh, you know, startups. Or uh, I just said a friend recommend me a book about Netflix uh, and their culture, uh, which in the end of the day, if I think about it, the book is more about leadership than mm. anything else. So it's interesting to, you know, read or listen to those uh, uh, audio books that could be like six, seven hours long, which for an audio book, it's not that much. And gain a new insight into the world of leadership. And maybe from all of these seven hours, you take one or two ideas that you implement yourself and try it on the, the real world, see how it works for you. I think this is how you improve and you do it consistently. Mm-hmm. And in the end of the day, you are becoming a better and better leader as it goes. As you, as you were talking about that, uh, different things came to my mind. I think what makes sense to me is, number one, find find what is a good leader where where you want to go like what's your north star as as a person as a as a team leader as a founder ceo whatever you are um where do you want to get to books podcasts watching other people watching interviews that gives you an idea of who you like i like that about gary v i like that about elon musk i like that so that's the type of person i want to be so once you find that then you know where you're gonna go then you know you want to know where you are today that's self-awareness i think self-awareness is very tricky because you need feedback loops um same way that your business has a feedback loop with customer to get feedbacks you want a feedback loop on the entrepreneur on the founder if you allow too much of a feedback loop you get vulnerable because then every employee can say something and you change and then they poke at you and then 
it's not good. You want to be strong in your values. You want to find your place. But at the same time, you want to have a feedback loop where you can listen to what could be uh, improved on or what could be better. So taking your employee or your team to a dinner or to a walk in the outside of the work environment and just talk freely and try to see where they're at, how they see everything it, it gives you a good feedback so you want that feedback loop uh, to improve yourself and then once you have a good idea where you're at and where you want to be i think it's just about experience and time from going and getting getting there yeah absolutely that's my thought yeah so, I, I think we can wrap it up let's wrap it up uh this was episode 40 leadership and my name is reza v my co-host is itai Shachter, and we're gonna see you guys or come back next week